KFFM. Hey, good morning on Memorial Day weekend. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise this morning for being here. Hey, it is Memorial Day weekend, and we know that there's a ton of people out camping. So let's say hey to all our campers, our heathen campers who aren't in church. I mean, our, our, our brothers and sisters who aren't in church today anyway. Uh, uh, we want to welcome everybody who's uh, a visitor in the house. If you're watching online, let's just go ahead and welcome everybody into the church today. It's so good to see you all, right? A um, couple of things that are happening before we get started today. It's, it's an incredible day, I think, of, of visioning and, and continuing to let you hear the things that God is doing and connecting and the ways that Firm Foundation Ministries is impacting uh, um, just our community, the opportunities that we have, those things. Uh, that being said, uh, I just want to give, I just want to say a very heartfelt thank you uh, for a couple of things. Uh, all the people who helped us with the community playground equipment, and all the people who helped us with Phil Stevens' uh, funeral, kitchen, staff, ushers, and all the things. I just want to say thank you from the team and uh, from the church for helping us serve the community in such a way and one of our church families. So let's just, let's just give them all a round of applause. Thank you for helping. It was so good. Um, uh, as per Phil Stevens, if you guys knew uh, Phil, um, he always wore flip-flops and a cut-off shirt. So I'll have to say that uh, this is the first time in my whole uh, life that I ever preached a funeral in a cutoff shirt and uh, was incredibly uncomfortable. And I blame Phil. And he's in heaven laughing right now at me because uh, he gets the last laugh. And if you knew Phil, that was always his intent. He was going to get it. Anyway, it was good. Uh, we thank you for serving the family. Continue to lift the Stevens up um, as they transition now. And um, we'll keep praying and serving them in any way that we can. Uh, a couple of things we want to say tonight. Uh, because of the Memorial Day weekend, there's no youth groups or Bible memory tonight. Uh, because of, uh, of those particular things. And uh, our softball team has a bye week this coming Sunday. So if you, I mean Tuesday. If you come out and watch and cheer, all those things. This Tuesday, our team has a bye week. So uh, that's, uh, I want you to keep that on your Radar. Um, also, everybody say tomorrow. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. And uh, because uh, it always falls on a Monday, um, I'm, I'm so incredibly excited for um, that day to celebrate the sacrifice and the, the things that people have done to give us our freedoms, to ensure us our freedoms, and to teach us what it means to serve each other. And so we know you have a day planned to celebrate. Hope you will. Um, uh, here in Centerville, uh, as usual, love our little little town and um, its tradition for Memorial Day. There's always a short little parade, if you don't know, that comes through the town. And uh, I, I, in all my years, I've never experienced it this way, but I love the way it happens. Um, as, as, as the parade goes by and it's over with, uh, usually you just pick up your chair and you go back to your car and you leave and go do your thing. But not in Centerville. Everybody say, not in Centerville. Not in Centerville. What you do here in Centerville is you pick up your chair and you fall in behind the parade and you walk with the parade all the way down to the main cemetery here in town. And then we have a service that I get the privilege of leading this year at the cemetery. So uh, it's exciting. If you're not doing anything in the morning, regardless of where you're at, come out uh, and enjoy that service uh, tomorrow. Uh, we, we won't keep you all day. Uh, it'll be a great day to celebrate uh, what's going on. And, and I'm excited that uh, the village of Centerville has asked me again 
uh, to lead that service at the same time. I think it's pretty ironic that this uh, southern rebel boy, this confederate boy, gets to do uh, a service underneath the statue of a Union soldier, uh, a Yankee. But uh, that's what God does, right? It's only the, it's only the church that could uh, bring that kind of unity back uh, to the things. Huh? Uh, I believe the, the, the parade starts at 9.30, I believe. All right, we will get that out. I don't, is Brandy here? The parade starts at 9.30. Yes, uh, thank you for that. So we want to make sure that everyone knows that. Uh, those are good, exciting. Now, one exciting thing that I have, you obviously know this time of year, this season is all like uh, grad season, it's, uh, it's wedding season, it's all those things. Um, so um, with the open houses and everything that's happening, all the graduations that are happening now, uh, we just, again, want to one more time um, just bless our seniors and those who have graduated. Come on, let's give them a hand, right? Now here at Firm, we always try to honor our high school seniors uh, for the, uh, a, a well-done achievement, a goal accomplished in our lives. So everybody say next Sunday. <laughs> next Sunday is a great transitioning Sunday. It's uh, Senior Sunday. You're going to see a great slideshow. Our high school seniors are all going to be here. We're going to honor them. Uh, there's going to be a transition from middle school group to uh, high school group. Uh, so that's all going to be happening. And then I've got a special message the Lord has laid on my heart for our grads. That I'm just, so the whole Sunday is going to ce celebrate and surround our uh, young people and moving into that. And, and on top of it, our younger kids, the middle school group? No, just all the kids. Just the children are leading worship here at Firm Foundation Ministries next week. So next week you want to make it. It's a great Sunday. Amen. Practice will be Thursday at 6 o'clock for all the kids that are in Faith Builders at 3-year-olds up to 4th grade from 6 to 7.30 here at the church. Amen. So stand with me in this place. It's so good. Uh, thank you for uh, just being faithful in your giving. The offering baskets are in the back. If you're giving online, you can do that. As you stand here, I want to recognize that uh, some of our kids who are, beginning, are coming to Bible memory, they, uh, they've been making some great achievements. Mike and Donna have a Bible memory award before we go right into worship here. All right, we've got a little first-timer that's been started. She started this year for the first time, Caroline Tyndall. She has to memorize 75 verses, and so she gets a CD. So Caroline's over here. I made sure she was here this morning. So she said, hi, Caroline. She, she gets so excited, and I'm telling you, she challenges us because she knows her verses, and she can say amazing amounts of verses. Good job, Caroline. Amen. Today's a good Sunday. Um, our very own Sydney Wired is home from Guatemala. Let's give Sydney a hand. You're going to hear from her in just a little bit about the things that are happening in Guatemala. And for those of us who are monthly supporters, what's going on in her life and how God is using that. For those of you who may be looking to become, you're going to hear how you can do that. Also, um, uh, we have some special guests in the house today uh, with Lowell and Cheryl Troyer. Uh, that would be uh, Ganey and Sony, and uh, they are here from Albania. Come on, let's give God praise for that. 
We had a great time together last night just talking about what God is doing globally. And you're going to hear from them in a little bit too. Uh, it's going to be great. And we're going to celebrate the Hawkins in just a little while as uh, this is Ronnie and Lisa's last Sunday here. They're going to be moving to Florida. Why on earth anybody would move to Florida? I have no idea. That's coming from a Florida boy. Uh, but anyway, we're going to pray for them and celebrate them in a little bit. But right now, we're going to celebrate the Lord Jesus. Amen? And uh, in this place, if you don't know, we want to give you the freedom to celebrate the Lord Jesus. Amen? He's worthy of our praise today. And we are unashamed to celebrate His goodness and His power. And so we just want to experience all that God has for us today in an encounter with Him spiritually and prophetically. And so we want you to press in and celebrate Jesus. Let your heart and life be open. Father, right now in Jesus' name, thank you for this morning, this opportunity to gather in this place. God, we thank you for everyone who's in the house, everyone who's watching online. Lord, just fill our lives with your presence right now. God, our goal today is an encounter with you, Jesus. God, it's in an encounter with you that our lives change. God, it's when we encounter you that we're never the same. So, Lord, no matter how we came, don't let us leave the same. Change us for your glory and your honor today as we lift you up and we celebrate your goodness in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said? Amen. How many, how many of you are thankful that we don't have to fight, that the battle is already won? The battle is the Lord's. Amen? We're going to sing about that this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. 
you, God. What a work he does in our life. Amen. He takes our graves. He turn them into something beautiful. Woo. I've searched the world.
Hallelujah. We're just, I'm going to call out anyone that's weary this morning. The Lord has an invitation for you this morning. He said, come unto me, all you who are weary, weak, heavy laden. I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you. Learn from for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He wants to give you that fresh, fresh fire this morning. In this new season, as seasons change, he gives a new increase in what you need. He supplies all that we need. Amen. Well, I'll burn for you, Jesus. This Consume me, my heart is ready. God, if I burn, I burn for you. No hesitation, without reservation. God, if I burn, I burn for you. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. Fire. I want what you desire. I want to burn for you. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. I want what you desire. I want to burn for you. supposed to be, 
that may be physically, maybe spiritually, but he's calling you again out of his mercy. And because he has a perfect will for your life, he's calling you. And if you know you're not where you're supposed to be, hear the word, hear that invitation. They're new every morning. Thank you for giving us good gifts. That fire in our heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Receive a good gift from the Lord. you need is just an offering it's right here my life is here 
and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, the refiner. I want to be consumed. I want to be tried by fire. Purify. You take whatever you Lord, here's my life. Oh, I want to be tried by fire. You're Take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. If your glory wants to come here, let it fall. We want it all. Your fire is consuming. Fill this place, set it ablaze, and I'll be a living sacrifice for you. You're a fire, you're a fire. I wanna be So this past Tuesday morning, as I was waking up, I'm not sure if I was dreaming. I know I didn't hear an audible voice, but I felt the impression that if any of you here feel like your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness are gone, that I'm supposed to speak this at church. And later on in the morning, I asked the Lord, I'm like, what does that mean? And I feel like he told me that... uh, there's freedom with Jesus and you're going to find it at the altar. You're going to find freedom at the altar. If you feel like your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness are gone, there's freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to be tried by fire Purified How many is going through something? whatever you Lord, here's my life. I want to be tried by fire. Purify. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. So clean my hands. Purify my heart. I want to burn for you, only for you. Take my life as a sacrifice. I want to burn for you, only for you. Clean my hands.
freedom to happen, surrender needs to happen. And I feel like the Lord is saying that people are here battling with dualism, and you're trying to have two different masters coexist in your heart. And that cannot happen. Trying to have two masters in your heart coexist is like putting water on your fire. If you really want to burn for the Lord, if you really want to walk this, this life with Jesus, like you know that you should, you need to surrender that other master. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe you're trying, you're battling dualism with, with God and money. Maybe it's God in the relationship that you're in right now that you shouldn't be in. Whatever it is, if there is any dualism in your heart, you need to bring it to the altar today. For freedom to happen, surrender needs to happen. All of it. Hey, clean my hands. So clean my hands. Come on. 
I think one of the idols <laughs> that we can have in our heart is our American Constitution. You know, we talk about our God-given rights and having our freedoms, but there are people in oppressed regimes who have real freedom. And yes, we don't want to just give away our rights, but if our hope, if our peace is based on who is president, then we are missing the King of Kings. We are Christians before we are Americans. And our right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is superseded by a call to lay down our life because Jesus is king and we are kings and priests in a kingdom. He is the king of kings. We are the kings that he is king of. So it's time to lay down. Our, our American identity has to bow to our Christian identity that we have in Christ. Come on. You know what? I think we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen? God's challenging us to go into a new realm with Him. So I think we just need to end this worship time with some rejoicing. How about you? you anybody else want to rejoice a little bit? Think we should? You got something to be thankful for? Well, let's thank God this morning.
Get up, get up out of that grave. Oh, we're gonna get on up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. because of who you are in this place in our lives, God, and what you're doing. And so we celebrate your goodness today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, come on, give the Lord another hand of praise. Amen. It's good to be in the house of God. We're going to dismiss the children for our children's church hour here. Amen. So much to celebrate the goodness of God. Amen. As you're getting settled, um, there's, a, there's a couple of things we'd like to do. Um, I'd like to invite uh, Tim and Lynette to the stage uh, with me uh, at this moment. And uh, so appreciate their heart for our, our young people and uh, uh, the fruit of uh, their ministry is incredible. And um, what you might, might not understand and know is that not only did Tim and Lynette as an elder couple, they, they head, part of their huge responsibility is all of the things that go on inside of our youth ministries here at uh, FIRM. Um, so that's a big enough ordeal as it is. But then training and discipling other leaders to come alongside, help get involved in those things. Um, so there's a, there's a big part of who we are that's, that's not only doing, but bringing people alongside and saying, do it with us so that they can go and do it themselves and that's the process of, dis- of discipleship. And Tim and Lynette are very good at that. And uh, uh, Ronnie and Lisa Hawkins have been a-, a great part of our youth ministry and uh, in helping. And uh, I'm sure Tim and Lynette and the-, and the youth group have some things that they want to share. So today being uh, Ronnie and Lisa's last Sunday, we're, uh, we're just going to take a minute and not be in a hurry and celebrate faithfulness. Amen. Celebrate commitment. Uh, celebrate vision, and um, then bless them. So, Tim Lynette. Ronnie and Lisa, if we could have you guys come up here real quick. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, they have, they've just been extremely faithful, a faithful part of our church for forever. I don't know how long it's been. Um, 
and they've, one of the neat things about people that just are willing to serve is you don't see it a lot of times. It's a behind-the-scenes thing, but these guys have done it so exceptionally. Um, my wife and I were talking about it this morning uh, when, when the Kalamazoo Church was planted. We asked these guys to go. And if you've ever, you know, gotten out of your norm, it can be, it can rattle your cage a little bit sometimes. They didn't, they had no qualms. They went to Kalamazoo. This had been their church for, for years. They said, we'll go. They're about a team. And it's been an honor, it really has, to, to serve along, alongside um, a couple that, that's willing to do that. They've done it week after week without a lot of uh, notoriety, and they just serve. That's what they do. And uh, it's been incredible to, to walk alongside them. And I'm, I'm excited for them in this next part of their journey. I know that God uh, is going to continue to use them because of the way that they serve. Um, I wish that Ryan was here this morning and Breno's out back, I think. But the team that we have with these guys has been, has been exceptional. Um, behind the scenes stuff, they're, they're just willing to do it. And so it's been, it's been an honor uh, to be able to walk alongside you guys. And um, my wife is going to share a little bit too. So thank you. They came on to our team at a time when I was really burned out. And I just really appreciate the times that they just um, setting out snacks, cleaning up, um, never complaining, taking trash to the dumpster, you know? It's just those little things that we appreciate so much about you. And I think that I look at your lives, I know I look at your lives, and I think, what an inspiration in all the different ways that you have served in our church, going to um, Kalamazoo, VBS, for years. I sort of felt bad <laughs> how many years you just faithfully doing the harder things, the behind-the-scenes stuff, but then also crew leading, which I'm not going to lie, that's, that's a workout. <laughs> And for years, just doing it without complaint, wherever you've been asked to serve, we have seen that in you guys where you're just willing to do that. We all need to take a lesson from your lives for that, and I appreciate that very much. The youth group, um, I was going to miss you guys very much. I know that so many of them appreciate you. They signed a card. Not everybody got on here, so um, I even got your daughter to sign it. <laughs> but um, we wanted to give you this gift. And just thank you so much for all the work you put into the youth and that no matter where you go in life, we wish you peace and that wherever God takes you, that it will be well with your soul as you keep pursuing him. Amen. So, um, great. Uh, don't leave, Tim and Lynette. Um, yeah, a, a couple of things that I was thinking about, Impact of Hope. Um, if you've ever come to our Impact of Hope uh, benefit auctions that we do here in Michigan, uh, Ronnie and Lisa are behind the scenes again, making all that food happen. And uh, it, it's just incredible. Uh, a lot of people come into church five minutes before it starts and five minutes after it's over, they're, they're gone. And they, but they just expect everything to happen. Pastor Don might be on a soapbox, but that'll be all right. Um, um, yeah, no, it's, it's the truth. We expect everything to be ready. We expect everything to happen. We expect every need to be met that we have when we walk through the door and those type of things. And, and often we don't think about those who are behind the scenes who get here early, who stay late, who, who are saying whatever people need when they walk through the door, 
I'm going to be the one to make sure God has a way to touch their heart and their spirit. And that's been Ronnie and Lisa uh, over the years in every way. And not just in the youth group, but a lot of ways, sound, video, uh, those type of things, ushering, uh, go, let's plant a church, let's do it, you know. Uh, so well, we're, we are so encouraged and inspired by that. Um, and so can you just, uh, you're, you're, you're taking off for Florida. Uh, you're taking off for Florida. Um, um, and... Um, just, just tell us for a minute uh, a couple of things you're expecting down there. You've been on a, a, a church shirt, a search and um, uh, believe that you found a, a church that is similar in calling and vision as firm. And so just tell us about the next couple of things that are going to happen then. Um, okay, so about 10 years ago. About 10 years ago, God laid my heart that we need to serve down there. So I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we need to serve down in Florida. I'm not sure exactly what we'll be serving, but I know we'll be serving God. Uh, that said, we found another church down in uh, Sarasota. Um, I believe off the top of my head, South. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyhow, anyhow uh, church has the same values as ours up here in the community to impact the community. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right. It's just so emotional. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's what we're called. We're being called to be out there in the community like we <laughs> are here. And that's what we're going to be doing down there for God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Good. So we've done some spying out of the land and those type of things. Um, I'm just going to say this to us all. Uh, when home has been a blessing, when the values of your life have, have been instilled in such a way that you've been able to live convictions and those type of things out, um, I, I'm just going to say this, uh, just from my own heart. It should be hard to leave. And it, it should be hard to release. Right, because it goes both ways, and uh, from a church as a church standpoint, um, we we want you to know that um, as excited as we can be for the vision that you feel like God has placed in your heart, we're going to be praying for that church. We're we're not going to covet that church. We're gonna we're gonna pray for that church um, and um, pray for right. Uh, pray for uh, those. The, the souls that you're going to be impacting, the ministries you'll be impacting. And, and I'm, I, I, wherever Ronnie and Lisa go, wherever God settles them, I am confident that the team God joins them with has no idea the blessing that God is sending their way. And I want to say this. I know that there are good churches who are praying, God, send us faithful people. And um, God has called us to be an Antioch. Remember that prophetic word? That means Sending. And we talk about sending. We want to send. Uh, we want to send prepared people. We want to send uh, equipped people. We want to send mature people. We want to send people who can go in and come alongside, and not go in and be a burden. And so I'm confident that what God is doing, those people have no idea the blessing God is sending their way. And um, I'm not just a little jealous about. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get over that. So I invite the eldership team up to, uh, the, uh, here this morning, and um, uh, there's a gift, um, and we are going to pray for the Hawkins. 
This is from the children's department. So, um, so Lisa Hawkins has been teaching for 10 years. 10 years. Between Centerville and Kalamazoo, and back and forth, 10 years. So Cassie made this for you. Very good. And we have a few gifts here. Don't let it fall. Yeah, yeah. If you can sign up the logo, yeah, I like it. Thank you for teaching our children. Amen. And so what we want to do is we want to do what every church should do, is we want to be a blessing in people's lives. We want to release you into the work of God. Amen. We're not releasing you from Firm Foundation Ministries. Does that make sense? Like the sending is just what we want to do. Yeah, so um, in and out, in and out, I'm sure. Um, and, and that's the key. Uh, again, uh, we have no idea those who, uh, those who you're going to have no idea the blessing that you're going to be in your life. So I'm going to ask the eldership team gather around. Um, here, yep, Devin's coming. Come on, Dev. What you doing, man? <laughs> Stretch your hands towards our friends, our brother and our sister. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we celebrate your joinings. Lord, uh, our, the thing that's in our heart, God, is the joining of the Lord. And God, we rejoice when we hear and know that you have joined our hearts together uh, for your mission. And God, thank you that your joinings aren't temporary, but they're for a lifetime. And God, I thank you that no matter where we go in this world, those joinings never end. Relationship is strong. God, vision is strong, God. And so I pray over my brother and my sister right now. In the name of Jesus. God, that you would bless their journey. God, you have opened a door. God, and so we pray that you clear the path in front of them in the name of Jesus. God, that you make a, a way, an effective way for ministry. God, we pray that all the little details that are yet to line up, God, you already know them. And so we rest in the fact that they will line up piece by piece, God. You said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And so, God, as they take one step at a time, thank you that you order the next, God. And you order the next. And I just feel like the Lord is saying to you right now that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the doors that aren't opened. You don't open doors. I do, says the yeah. Lord. Yep. Stay faithful. Stay true. Step by step. And I will open the doors. And so, God, we just receive that in the name of Jesus. God, we just pray. God, for those that they are sent to. God, as we send them to Sarasota. God, the, the, those people have no idea the blessing that's coming. But God, bless their socks off, Lord. Yeah. We know, God, we want Ronnie and Lisa to be an answer to prayer, not an addition burden, God. Thank you, Lord, that you send answers to our prayers, God. And so, Lord, that ministry, God, right now in the name of Jesus, God, here comes an answer. Here comes an answer, God. And, and Lord, I just want to say this. The devil's not ready. He's not ready for what's coming. So, Jesus, thank you for the fruit that they have sown in this church. God, we... Get to enjoy it. So, Lord, I'm asking for a little bit of a withdrawal from their deposit. Bless them spiritually, physically, financially. And let our ears and hearts tingle to hear of the great things of the good hand of our God that's upon them. Lord, we release them and send them by your power and by your spirit. 
In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Hawkins a hand. We love you. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Justin, can you hand me my Bible right there, please, sir? Now, I'll say this um, in, the, in the name of, of brotherly love, um, it, and we'll, we'll just say it this way. In the South, we used to talk about a Pentecostal handshake. That would be a handshake with a little bit of green in it. Amen. Um, uh, but I don't want to freak people out up here. So uh, if you can give a Christian handshake today to them, uh, that would be great. And uh, bless them and make sure you speak to them. And thank them for the ministry they've sown into our families over the years and those things. So uh, one more time, let's bless Ronnie and Lisa. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got um, a unique day here today, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> my wife and I are in the middle of five premarital counselings. Amen. And uh, we, we've been working with a couple of crisis marriage counselings too. Uh, that's a big load for one week. Uh, plus, um, um, when, when people decide, when the Lord decides that um, uh, someone has finished their race, and uh, then we, we minister in those ways of celebrations for homecomings, in those ways of the transition from this life to the next. Uh, it's been a lot, and so this week was, um, was a wrestling for me, and I was really anxious about the sermon today, to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. And uh, I share with my wife and I share with some of the ministry team that uh, I feel incredibly uh, unprepared. And, but I'm just believing God has something. And so um, knowing that Sydney was going to be here and uh, we had the meeting with uh, Ganey and Sony uh, Saturday night, I just pressed into the fact that uh, God's got an on-time word for us. And through the sharing of, of that, um, I, I just waited on the, on the Lord to speak. And so I even told Anne Renee, who rode with us to the meeting, my wife and I to the meeting last night, um, I, I, I just said, hey, I, just, I believe prophetically the Lord is going to speak tonight. And so let's just pray that way. Um, and so I, I, want, I want us to take some time to hear something I think the Lord is sharing. And I want you to hear it from... From me, from our eldership team, from Sydney, uh, from Ganey and Sony. Um, and at the end of this service, it's fifth Sunday, so we always take communion. We're going to have communion. Um, and so I, I want you to just settle into the spirit of the Lord right here for just a minute. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. And we talked about the fire of God and, and how... We don't really need a new Pentecost as much as we need to appropriate the one that God has already given us. And how God is pouring himself out in the earth like he's never done before. And I believe that hearts and lives in the earth now are more sensitive than they've ever been. And I don't know if uh, Ganey and Sony will tell this story this morning, but uh, in Albania they're ministering to Muslims and, uh, and all over the world actually. Um, and they were talking about praying for a particular person, and, and Ganey said, hey, we're going to pray in Jesus' name, just so you know. And that person said, oh, yeah, I know, and that's okay. 
And Gandhi said, that's okay if we pray in Jesus' name? And she said, oh yeah, I know him. And he said, how do you know Jesus? And she said, he came to me in a dream. And so Gandhi says, he came to you in a dream? She says, she said, but Gandhi said, how did you know, though, that it was Jesus in the dream? She said, oh, he introduced himself. I am Jesus. In the Western world, we're comfortable. Y'all didn't hear me. Materialism and our comfort often get in the way of being sensitive to the Spirit of God. And sometimes God has to rough up the nest a little bit. God has to violate our comfort. God has to, to allow certain things to happen so that we begin to get sensitive again to the things of God. Amen. And so that stories like Jesus coming to Muslim people in their dreams and introduce himself doesn't seem odd to us. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You know, you know the scripture. Let me read this to you. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let me say something to us, Firm Foundation Ministry, something that I, I, I probably have never put in this particular phrase before, but we've said it uh, in, a, in a lot of different ways. But I, I just want to continue to say to us as a church, God has invited us into the reality of his kingdom. He has invited us, the church, we are not, listen, listen, we're not building the kingdom. The kingdom always has been, the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of God always will be. We're building the church. Why? Because the church is the place on planet earth where the kingdom of God invades planet earth. There's no other avenue for the kingdom of God to enter planet earth except through the church. And this is why the local church is so important. Because the kingdom of God is invading earth through us. Church is important. Hello, somebody. And I don't say that because I'm a pastor. I say that because when I was a lost man, it was the church who ministered to mine and my wife. It was the church who invested in our life. It was the church who loved us, amen, from depravity and the ditch, amen, back to health and wholeness. It was the church that introduced us to Jesus and, and picked us up and set our feet on a solid ground. It was the church that invested in us. And I know the church is not a building, but let me tell you something. When the lost man is walking by, he only knows the church is the building with a steeple on top of it. He only knows the church as the people that love that place. And it's a part of recognizing the kingdom of God. And that's why we plant churches. Hello, somebody. Because I believe, people ask me all the time, Pastor Don, why do we need to plant more churches? Has the kingdom of God fully come yet? No. Then we need to continue to plant places where there are open doors for the kingdom of God to invade earth. You shall receive power. And that's more than the power that's in the light switch. Y'all not helping me. All the promises of God are yes and amen. 
You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You shall cast out demons. Amen. You shall raise the dead. Miracles should work inside of the church for the testimony of God. And this is what I'm saying. Even though the church is local, its mission is global. And let me tell you what that mission is about. Here at, here at Firm Foundation Ministries, we, we say it this way. We say the mission is about being the people of God in the community to impact the community. And so everywhere we plant churches, we, incl- we, we, we in- intend to make that mission our life. Spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, every way. To be the people of God in the community to impact the community. But see, that's just local. But as we plant churches, as we send missionaries, that local becomes global. Let me, let me tell you something. At Firm Foundation Ministries, you don't have to look for a television ministry to sow seed into a global vision. We have it right here. And that mission that God has given us is about rescuing people from the power of the enemy. You shall receive power. You shall receive the ability to rescue people and, and reclaim the land. If there's ever a time when the land needs to be reclaimed for God, it's now. Uh, Ganey and Sony told us last night about the pride that Albania took. Or that their country took and being the world's only atheist nation. Incredible. The power of the enemy is overcome by mission. A people on mission. Spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally. Reclaiming the land is done by people on a mission. Not by one preacher, not by one voice, not by one character, not by one particular ministry. It's the church, the local church, who has embraced its power to affect its vision in such a way that the global mission of the kingdom of God is accomplished. Now let me say this to you. Mission can never be healthy without relationship. Mission can never be, and I, I say this all the time, I appreciate the relationship that the eldership team of this church have. You, you don't understand, we don't just do church together. Our eldership team does life together. And, and we're involved in everybody's junk. Sometimes that will violate, that'll violate a lot of people about how involved we are in each other's lives. Because that's on purpose. Amen? And, and that takes effort and, and, and commitment. And sometimes you want to walk away from the table, but you know you got to sit there. Why? Because mission is healthy when it's relational. Years ago, this church decided we did not want to send our kids to someone else's VBS. And through Doug and Nancy's vision, here we are all these years later now, with an incredible ministry that people actually threaten your life if you don't do VBS in this area. <laughs> you know, I have no idea the letters and emails I got last year when we couldn't do VBS because of COVID. What do you mean you're not going to take our kids for a week? 
<laughs> Do you understand here at Firm Foundation Ministry, it's our greatest outreach? I mean, I don't know where we spend ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 a year just in the budget. on Why? Because it's mission. It's mission. And so, we have the ability right here to take the local church to its global mission. Why? Because God says you shall receive power to be my witnesses. And I'm never going to apologize for that because I believe in the goodness of God. And so, yeah, we're going to send more people. We're going to plant more churches. Hello, somebody. We're going to send more missionaries. And I can't wait to most of our budget is invested in sending. How about more of our budget be invested in sending than it is in maintaining? Oh, come on, Jesus, do it. Y'all not... Global impact. Sydney's home from Guatemala. Some of you have been there. Uh, the, the Lawrences are still there, and, and many of us are involved in sending and supporting and doing all those things, and, and we love to get to go and do those things. And so I, I want to ask Sydney to come for just a few minutes, and I, I want her to share some of the things that are happening um, and why it's important for Firm Foundation Ministries to still be involved in those particular areas. And so give Sydney and the Lord a hand. Amen. Yep. Um, well, first of all, it is a blessing to be here. Um, this morning, worship was incredible. Just watching your guys' joy and just being a part of that. Like, I couldn't, I was in awe. I couldn't even sing. I couldn't clap because the Lord just so strongly told me, this is your home this is, you know, this is who and what you represent in Guatemala. And I was just thinking, oh, man, that is a big responsibility because this is a special place. But it is an honor to be here, and it's an honor to represent FIRM in Guatemala. Um, and it's just a blessing to be here. So I didn't even think I was going to be able to be here because a week before my flight took off, I started having really bad pain um, in my lower right abdomen, and I was thinking, oh, man, Lord, if it's appendicitis. So I kind of waited it out, and it got bad. Um, and the day that my flight was leaving, I decided, okay, it's time to go to the doctors. And I went to two doctors to get two different opinions, and the first doctor, he did the ultrasound, and he said, yeah, your appendix is inflamed, there's liquid around it, it's going to rupture, do not get on that plane, do not go. And I just kind of asked, like, come on, you don't think it'll, like, wait another day? And he's like, no, do not get on that plane. Um, and then the second doctor told me, it just doesn't sound like it's appendicitis, we're just going to give you some really strong parasite medicine, you're going to rub some dirt on it, and you're going to be fine. I'm here, nothing exploded in the plane, so God did a miracle. <laughs> um, so yeah, so for those who don't know me, I'm a full-time missionary in Guatemala working with high-risk children um, in a small community called El Gorion. I am an English teacher. I'm not even a teacher. I'm a college dropout, but I'm teaching English, um, and God has just been just, I don't know, working through me. He's been doing something, doing a miracle. Um, but so I work with, I'd say about 100, 
um, elementary and high school students from first grade up to, yeah, high school, even some college students come in to receive tutoring, to receive um, English classes. And um, this year, because of the pandemic, when I got to Guatemala a year, almost a year and a half ago, um, I was there for two weeks and the whole country just completely shut down. We had only 10 cases and the country just shut down for eight months. So that was people without work for eight months. Some days we weren't even allowed to leave the home. We couldn't even drive and get groceries. The markets were closed. And that is just such a huge deal in such an impoverished um, country. And th I thought that was hard, but the hardest part has been facing the aftermath of the pandemic. Um, working with kids and just seeing um, just the way the enemy has been attacking them through all of this has been really heartbreaking. Um, we've had some students drop out of school. We've had some boys turn to gangs in the little community that I work with. There's rumors of a, of a child gang, um, and not only young boys, but young girls are becoming prostitutes. They turn to drugs, they turn to alcohol because they cannot handle being locked up in their homes. They haven't had school for a year and a half now, no school, just complete online learning um, in a community where Wi-Fi is hard to find. Computers, laptops are extremely expensive. And their hope is just, sadly, it's just gone. And um, working with these kids has been really hard, but God has been so beautiful through all of it. Um, my goal isn't to teach English. If they learn, that's great. I'm sure some probably don't even care. They're just coming because they're bored. They want to get out of the house. But using these English classes as a doorway to build relationships, not only with the children, but with the parents, too, because a lot of these kids are not receiving support in their homes, and that's awful. That's heartbreaking. So they come here to, to learn. We play games. We, we, have, um, we had an amazing team bless us with Chromebooks so that we could teach the children how to use the internet, how to set up a Google account, how to do, you know, the little presentations and turn in their homework because their teachers aren't teaching them. So their grades are dropping, um, not only because they're not in school, but they don't even know how to work a computer. So just blessings like that we've been able to work with the kids. But most importantly, it's discipleship. It's building these relationships, sharing Christ with them, and just having my foot in the door, kind of. Um, and it's been, it's been really, really amazing, and my prayer, my hope for the tutoring site is to create a safe space for them, to create a space where they know when they walk through the door, they will be loved, they will be heard, they will be cherished, they're not going to have to worry about their fathers hitting them, or their mothers walking out on them, or even just being yelled at because their grades are low. They don't have to worry about that um, in the education site. And so that has been my goal this year. Um, I'm just starting off. Teaching English has been fun, but the most beautiful, beautiful thing has been building the relationships, seeing students come to Christ and being baptized. Come on, come on. Um, <laughs> and just, um, yeah. 
so many wonderful things have been happening, seeing the joy back on their faces, just playing games. Um, I have students messaging me. One just messaged me this morning and said, I miss you. When are you coming back? And so just knowing that I have that relationship with them where they know that I love them and I share Christ with them. But then also just um, we have some really amazing things happening this year that God, even through the pandemic and just not having very much money, um, we are taking 20 high school students who have never left Guatemala, let alone left their little neighbor, you know, neighborhood that they live in. They've never left Magdalena. We are taking them to Costa Rica at the end of this year for a mission trip. Yeah, come on. Um, and that's amazing. Here, here's the deal. Here, here's why I say this is important. Uh, you know, mission is, in, is effective when your missionaries begin to train missionaries. Come on. I love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm just so excited because when I was young, my first mission trip, that is what changed I remember that. my life. Uh, that she walks, in, she my walks life. into my office. Many of you might not study. She just graduated high school and, and, and had been taking some college courses. And, and she was like, God has spoken to me. Uh, I, I heard the message of God. And, and so she's barely out of high school here and, and said, God, I'm supposed to go to Thailand and help girls who've been in the sex trafficking uh, uh, industry. And, I, and my wife and I are like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Um, we need to talk about this a little bit. And she's like, no, God has told me I have to go. I have to go. And, and we had this trip coming up. Uh, and I was like, why don't you go with us? Uh, and uh, yeah, as soon as we hit the ground, we knew Sydney, again, received the word from the Lord about where she was supposed to be uh, and uh, never looked back from there. So, yeah. Yeah. And if it weren't for you guys and the carpenters pouring into me like yeah. you did, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. And that is why I'm so excited to work with these kids because I want to also be that for them. I want them to know there's people here who love them, who support them. And not only do we want to walk with them through their education, but we want to see their life flourish. They have so much better things waiting for them. Joining a gang or turning to drugs or alcohol is not the last option. Even though they think it is, it is not the last option. We mm -hmm. are here for them. We love them. And we want to see them graduate mm -hmm. middle school. We want to see them graduate high school and even go mm -hmm. to a university because it's out there. They have so many options. And God just has so many big things for their life. They just need those examples mm -hmm. in their lives telling them, do it, go for mm -hmm. it, dream big. Um, and another dream of mine for the tutoring site is to not only have it be a tutoring site, but turn it into just an educational site in general and work. Um, my, my passion is working with adolescent mothers. And so we have been praying, my team and I, how can we reach out to the adolescent mothers or even the children who have dropped out of the program and aren't Wait, coming? In America, the, word, the term adolescent mothers might seem a little... Um, I mean, in our back of our mind, okay, we get it, but that these are under these are really underage girls, like 12, who, 13, 12 or 14. thirteen years old, who who uh, have now have a baby. Mm -hmm. If you go, you'll see them. They're thirteen year old girls who have a baby, and the dad of that baby can be in his fifties, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. she basically has no, no support, no way mm -hmm. of those type of things. So good. Yeah. So we our dream is to somehow reach out to these mothers. 
um, through a health and um, just an exercise site, not only teaching them, okay, how do we take care of our bodies? How do we care for our bodies as a temple? Mm-hmm. Um, but also giving them the opportunity to leave their home and learn um, some life skills, mm-hmm. learn some life, life skills and just be in a community of like-minded believers who are there to, to support them. Amen. And so that is one thing that we've been praying about and um, we've been wanting to do and we've been wanting to kind of expand into other communities, but we just have so many dreams and stuff mm-hmm. that have been placed on our hearts that we, we can't do it without the support of you guys. Um, and so one of the things that I would really love to ask those who are feeling called to give um, is to just pray about it. Our biggest need, my biggest need right now is, first of all, um, spiritual support. And not just praying for me, but praying for these children because Satan knows how to attack them. Um, We've all seen it. Satan has been really going hard at our kids. Um, And it's not even just here. It's all across the globe, all over the world. And Mm -hmm. I have children who have suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I've seen children that I have have taught and I've watched them grow decide I don't want to study anymore so I'm going to join a gang where they think they find Mm -hmm. family Um, and so just pray for my kiddos pray for them pray for them because it's been really really hard for them and we don't know when they will be able to go back to Mm -hmm. school and that is a really important thing for them Um, but then also financially I need a team um, of financial supporters backing me up because without financial support, I won't be able to be in Guatemala. We wouldn't be able to be taking the kids um, to mm-hmm. Costa Rica on a mission trip or um, just having clubs. We do clubs with the kids. Um, and so right now, financially, I am needing $300 a month um, in financial support, and that's 10 people at $30 a month. And so yeah. Yeah. So what, what we need you to know, if you look at our budget, of course, the Lawrence's and Sydney are line item issues in the budget, but the, those line item issues doesn't fully fund them to be on the mission field. The rest of that comes from us who give above our tithes and offerings uh, monthly to say we know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the pandemic, we had a couple of sponsors who obviously we understand this is going to happen, fall, fall away. And so the goal is to try and keep that, to get that back up inside of there. So $300 a month, you know, um, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't know what, $3,600 a year or something like that, if I did the Mr. Accountant, thanks. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, we, we need to get you back up there in order that, uh, we don't want to send our missionaries uh, to have to worry about finances when they want them to be fully focused so that they can focus on those things. How's your Spanish? Más o menos. Ah, okay. So that's good. Yeah. So um, what you don't know is that this young high school girl didn't speak a word of Spanish, and she's going on the mission field. So she had to learn to be fluent in Spanish the whole time. And so great job. We're incredibly proud Thank of you. you. Um, um, Guatemala is a beautiful country. We love it. Um, it's the weather is perfect, 365 days a year. And uh, anyway, uh, but y- y- this ministry is a ministry, a firm foundation ministry, and many of you didn't even know, right, that you're making a global impact because someone said, I'll go. Um, and today we wanted to give you an opportunity. If you're not a supporter and you want to support, uh, that's, that's incredible. We want you to talk to Sydney about how that happens and how you can do it. Any amount is fine, even if you just give $5 a month, right? We, we don't care. 
um, uh, we'd like to keep you back up to where you need fully funded. So you're about $300 a month short is mm -hmm. what you're telling yes. us right now. Just because things come and go and yes. people, maybe people sign up for a one-year commitment or they mm -hmm. sign up for a two-year commitment mm -hmm. and then that commitment ends and, and they don't extend. That's fine, right? Yeah. That yeah. just allows other people opportunity. Um, and, and part of that money includes insurance and then mm -hmm. savings to be able to emergency tickets, fund emergency if I need fund. some weird appendix yeah, if you have a weird appendix that happens or whatever or you need to come home and those type mm -hmm. of things so um, we can invest in her now I want to say that you gave in your you give your Easter offering and everybody knows here at church that uh, because we believe in tithing and those type of things that uh, as an eldership team we've always tithed 10% of our, our annual Easter offering outside the church and those type of things. So um, a little over $1,000 out of our Easter offering is going into Sydney uh, uh, to support. She didn't know that number until just now. So um, uh, uh, to, to do that. And you say, well, great. Now we only have to have 2,600. Now you missed the point, okay? Um, you missed the point. Um, so um, th that we'll be sending that to where the rest of it goes and that kind of thing. So what I wanted you to do is, is if God is speaking to your heart about investing, maybe you can't go, but you can help those who do go. Um, because, right, mission is relational. I'm not asking you to support somebody you don't know. This young lady came up through our youth group, right? And she walked with us as leaders. She submitted herself to discipleship. And, and a couple of, there was a year or so, it was pretty rough. And I, I can remember mm -hmm. in particular my wife looking at her and saying, this is what you're going to do. And that was, a, that was a pretty hard decision, mm -hmm. but it was a good decision. Yes, very and, um, and I'm glad that you listened because now look what God is doing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so let's celebrate the Lord in Sydney right now. Come on, come on. Such a good thing. Can we pray for you? All right, stretch your hands towards Sydney. Let's pray for her. Lord, thank you for this handmaiden of the Lord. Mm. Lord, she belongs to us. You gave her to us, Lord, when she was so little, so raw. And God, you just touched her life in such a way, God. She had no idea what you had prepared for her. The things she would do, the things she would see, the way she would minister. And so, God, this morning, we extend our faith with her. We continue to join her in mission. Mission is most healthy when it's relational. And so this morning, God, we continue to commit to love, support, and care for Sydney spiritually, physically, fi financially, emotionally, in every way. Our prayer, God, is that you anoint her even more. Fill her up to overflow in God. God, we send her with power in the name of Jesus. God, let her have a... Uh, I, just, I just pray, God, there, there's, a, there's a moment, God, of a miracle-working anointing that flows through her to touch in ways that no one else can. Keep her heart tender for you so she's tender for those you send to her, Lord. And God, I, I just get a sensing um, when you talked about getting your, putting your foot in the door, uh, the Lord just, just reminded me of the promise that he made um, uh, to Joshua. Wherever you put the sole of your feet, I am giving you. And I, I just received that as a word to you this morning, Sydney. Don't be afraid to take ground for Jesus. Wherever you put your foot, whatever door you stick it into, God is giving you that. Souls for your hire. I pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord another hand of praise. Love you. Thank you. Love you. 
All right, Sydney's going to be here uh, after church. You can speak to her for sure uh, if you'd like to get involved to find out how. If you don't get a chance to talk to Sydney, uh, we know how to do that in the, in the office. What's that? You can see her mom, Cassie, and her dad, Josh. Um, and um, um, we'll, we'll let you know, get you connected, how that can come right. My wife, it just comes right out of our check every month. So um, it never have to even think about it. So direct deposit. Now I want to invite Lowell and Cheryl and Ganey and Sony up. Uh, to the stage this morning. Come on, come on. Give them a hand. Now, one of the reasons that uh, Sydney is actually where she's at is because of the relationship that God supernaturally uh, uh, did uh, through an introduction of, of Lowell and I in the Dominican Republic. And um, that trip happened because uh, another trip that I had planned on taking a team with uh, to the Dominican just in an instant got canceled and God supernaturally through uh, uh, some relationships with uh, Merlin Norma uh, introduced us in, to uh, this team and we get on the ground and uh, the very first night that we're in the Dominican Lowell and I hang out for a few minutes and and just had a ball we knew God was making some connections and, and uh, just what God had been speaking and ever since then it's just kind of been on you know, and uh, so to have Lowell and Cheryl back here after what, eight, 17, 18 years on the mission field? Yeah, 17. How's your Spanish still? Bien. Bien. Okay, bien. muy, muy bien. We'll, we'll let these guys decide here in a little bit, but um, God is continuing to introduce us. Uh, Paul said, Pray for me that an effectual door of opportunity would be opened. And that's a lot of our prayer open doors for us, God. And so we want to introduce you to another global connection that is an incredible connection. So if you'll introduce Mr. Ganey. Well, I just, uh, the way I got to know this couple, or Cheryl and I got to know this couple, is uh, when we came off the mission field in June of 17, we had a sabbatical. And during that sabbatical, one of the things we were to do is to go to Union Mills, North Carolina, and be involved in a debrief. Well, we hadn't left the ministry yet. We had come off the field. And so in doing that debrief, it was, um, it was valuable, but it didn't have um, all the connections that those that leave a ministry and go back to uh, a secular work yet at that time or uh, had some strains there. And so I wondered kind of what that week was all about. But during that week, we sat at a table with Ganey and Sony, and they were from, they're from Albania, and instantly when we sat down uh, at that table and began to share stories, I knew God was making a connection, mm -hmm. and I went away from that week, and I said, God, I don't know what, you, you know, you took us clear down there. God doesn't just do things randomly. He took us down to Union Mills to meet this couple, and we've stayed in contact and um, they're here today, and uh, I just really uh, hope that you're blessed, and um, in trying to lead missions here, um, I think that uh, this could be a connection Amen. for us in another part of the, of the world that uh, could be a partner. So I just want to introduce them, and uh, their son is here uh, Johnny, and uh, we've had a good time in the last couple days, and, uh, and enjoy what he has from the Lord for us today. Amen. So give Ganey a hand. Yeah. Amen. So Ganey, can you, 
gather his people, gather the flock into his arms, and the, 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 the harvest will be just like ready, you know, ripe for, for, for God to bring it to the, to the, to the flock, to his, his people, the church, the people of God. And so I believe God is waking the church to an alternative prophetic message. Come on. God is giving the church a biblical, God-oriented, Christ-centered, spirit-filled, prophetic vision yeah. for the world. Come on. Yeah. And basically what God is saying is, I'm out there. The devil doesn't have the last word. Yeah. Technology, economics, politics, money, financial systems, religion, all those world powers do not have the final word. God has the final word. And God is calling the church, the people of God, to realign itself. So brothers and sisters, a message has been spoken today. A message about local and global. You, know, you can reshape that message. You can, you can put that message in many different kinds of words and categories. But basically, the mission of God, the terminology that has been used this morning has been, He's out there reclaiming the land. Come on. God's mission is to reclaim the land. The, the, the earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. The nations are His. Saudi Arabia is God's. Come on. Iran is God's. Egypt is God's. Lebanon is God's. Guatemala is God's. Kosovo is God's. Michigan is God's. It doesn't belong to the world powers. It doesn't work, it doesn't work like that. It, it does not belong to the state of Michigan, to the governor of this state. It doesn't belong to the federal government of the United States of America. It belongs to God. That's our biblical understanding. That's our biblical conviction. And therefore, we act upon this truth. The book of Joshua, if you, if you read the book of Joshua, it's all about reclaiming the land. That's right. It's, about, it's not like... It's not going after these people and, you know, casting them out. It's not doing ethnic cleansing. It's none of that. It's reclaiming the land that is God's. And it's reclaiming the land that God has promised to his people. So the book of Joshua, you go chapter after chapter, and they're going after these kings. They're going after these people. And they are reclaiming the, God, the land God is, has promised to them. I think the mission of the church today is the same. Because God is the same. And the world we live in is the same. It's a world ruled by the enemy. But, friends, God has a people. Yep. God has a people. Yes, it does. might be a small people. It might be a remnant. It might be a small community of, of people, the church. But, hey, God has a people positioned, ready to reclaim that land. Yeah. 
It's interesting because in the book of Joshua, the author wants to make sure we get the message. Yep, come on. So he tells us a story once, and then it goes, memorial, remember. <laughs> he repeats the story just to make, to make sure that the events that the author has so far told, they really took place, they really occurred. The people of God really went out there and they reclaimed the land. Secondly, the mission of God is about, that's what I've been stated this morning about from Pastor Don. Mission of God is about rescuing a people that are under bondage. The mission of God is to rescue a people that are under bondage. Under whose bondage, brothers and sisters? Not under financial, you know, uh, debt. <laughs> Not under the bondage of sin and death. Under the bondage of the enemy. God went after his people. He chose a man whose name, name was Moses. And he said, go out there and rescue my people. And brothers and sisters, we live in New Testament times. That Moses that came after us, rescuing us, is not any one man. He is the one and only Son of God. On. There is no other name under heaven that has been given to us for salvation but the name of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we ought not to be embarrassed of this name. We should not be ashamed of this name. We should not be ashamed to tell others that there is only one way through the one and only Son of God, Jesus Christ, God on the flesh, who came down for us, for our salvation, so He would rescue us. And if Moses was sent to rescue one nation, the nation of Israel, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came down from heaven to rescue all the nations of the earth. And brothers and sisters, this Jesus has a body on earth. This body is the bride of Jesus Christ. This body, this beautiful bride, this lovely, beautiful people of God, this church of Jesus Christ. It's us. This is the body of Christ. This body has feet. This body is called to go out there in the world, claim the land, rescue the people, bring them back to the fold. Bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Our family had been, we've, we'd lived in Kosovo and done mission there, church planting, evangelism among Muslims there. We lived there for 10 years, and we'd seen God do miraculous things. We'd seen young people. We'd seen teenagers come to the flock. We'd seen men surrender their lives to Jesus. We'd seen people come see visions and dreams. We'd, been see, we'd seen people healed by the power of God. And the time had come for us to move on in, in God's mission in our lives. God gave me a vision. In this vision, I was running. That's what the people of God do. Come on. They're not just dragging their feet. Come on. 
They're running. They're flying on eagles' wings. They're running and they're not growing weary because Jesus is with them. So on this vision, I was running. I was like, wow, so excited to run for Jesus. And I, I was holding a torch in my hand. The torch bearer for Jesus Christ. But as I saw myself running in this vision, the Lord made me see my running shoes. They were all worn out. And then I saw the torch and the fire had gone out. I was running faithfully. I was loving God. But my running shoes were worn out. And my torch, the fire in my torch, was not there anymore. So God said to me, come to me, my son. I'm going to give you a new pair of shoes. And I'm going to light the fire again yeah. in you. Good. You don't have to run with old, worn out running shoes. You don't have to run with an empty torch. Pentecost is here. Yeah, yeah. It's the day. Yeah. The presence of God is here and now. The Holy Spirit is upon the church. All we need is turn to Him. All we need is just surrender again and again and again and again and again. And just cry out to God. We cannot do it without you. If your power is not upon us, we cannot do it. If the Holy Spirit is not upon us, if the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit is not upon us, we're not going to be able to do it. We will run, but we will grow weary. But if the Holy Spirit is upon us, if Pentecost is upon us today and today and today and again and again, we're going to run, but we're not going to grow weary. Yeah, like it. A year after, God gave me a vision again. In this vision, brothers and sisters, God, gave, God made me see a new pair of tennis shoes, of running shoes. They were the most beautiful I've seen in my life. They were golden running shoes. I'd never seen golden running shoes in my life. I come from a very poor background. In fact, I'd never seen gold. <laughs> Besides my ring. But God, God made me see this golden running shoes. You know, in Europe, they, the most famous game we play is soccer. Well, it's really football, but you know. <laughs> I think you guys need to convert. <laughs> Go back to the roots. <laughs> so football is the game of the people. Now, some football players, soccer, soccer players, like Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo or some of the guys, they're assigned personalized shoes. They're given, I don't know what you call them in English, signature, autograph. 
the, the point is, they take the measure of this food. They, they use special technology to build a shoe that fits only his, mm -hmm. his custom. Just like, it's just tailored only for, it's just like, that shoe carries the name of Messi. But this shoe also carries the name of the company. So wherever Messi is going, the company's name is going with him. Wherever the company is going, Messi is going with the company. Brothers and sisters, I believe God is tailoring new tennis shoes for the church. Tailored just, just like family after family after family. We are a family. There are other families of God. There are other local churches, right? But we are one of the families of God. And I believe God is realigning the church. I believe God is giving the church a new pair of shoes. And he's telling the church, listen, these are signature shoes. They bear my name. They bear my name. But God is saying, you've got to take this name out. You've got to put on these shoes and you've got to go out the door and reclaim the land. You've got to go out there and bring the lost back. You've got, you've got to go out there and rescue the people that are lost without you. As you go out, you will carry my name to a people that are lost without me. You will carry my name to a world that is lost without me. In that vision, I, I told God, Lord, I see the shoes. What about the torch? I need the fire in my torch. You know what the Lord told me? There was no torch there anymore. I said, Lord, what about the torch? He said, son, you are it. Come on. Come on. He said, you are the torch. I'm like, what? You're going to burn for me. You're going to be the light to go out there. You are going to be it. I'm like, really? <laughs> you mean like burn for you? Yes. This is the church. This is who the church is, brothers and sisters. This is our identity. We are the people of God on a rescue mission in the world. And the image I had today, this morning, is, and yesterday also, it's the image that God is, he wants to promote you guys. God wants to promote you guys. You've been positioned strategically in a local place. But I, I believe God is, is promoting you to a bigger map. He's putting your name on a much larger map. And that's the map that, I mean, it has been spoken today, earlier. Local, global. So I, I believe God is realigning you guys. Whatever the devil is doing, whatever agenda he has, we're on God's mission. Yep. And we're going to embrace that reality, that, that prophetic calling upon our lives. Allowing the Lord to reshape us, realign us empower us, put the fire upon us, give us those shoes, the readiness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul talks about this in Ephesians 6. 
and then ready to go. You know, the people of God, sometimes they had to, to, they had to run. Sometimes they had to wait. They had been walking for 40 years. 40 years. They finally reached the destination. They were right there at Jordan. If I were Joshua, I would have crossed right away. The Lord said, wait for three days. Oh, those three days must have been so long. Three more days? Yes. Because on the third day, yes, Jesus rose again. Mm -hmm. And Jesus told them, wait in Jerusalem. It has been spoken already. Acts 1.8. Wait in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Wait in Jerusalem. You will receive power from on high. And then when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the day of Pentecost, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. The earth. Have a look at the, the geography of, of uh, Acts 1.8. Now, the reality of Pentecost, and I want to close with this, it's twofold. The reality of the Pentecost goes back to, the, to God's promise to Abraham. The reality of the Pentecost goes back to God's promise to his people through the prophets, through Isaiah, through Jeremiah, through Ezekiel. I will gather my people. I will bring them back. I will bring them back. And I will pour my spirit upon them. This is the gathering part. This is the local part. It's coming together in Jerusalem. If you see the geography of, of the day of the Pentecost, it's just like, it's like amazing what God does. How many, I mean, how many people groups were represented there geographically? It's like amazing. So the first reality of Pentecost is the in-gathering, the bringing back, the restoring, the local. But then the second reality is the scattering, the scattering, the sending out. You will receive power, and then you will go out. And then you will go out. My wife and I and our youngest son, he's six year old, years old, we're in Kosovo right now. We're located in, in a community that has no church. There, there are just no churches there. There are no Christian believers there in this town. And so one day, my son and I are walking around the streets. We're praying. And he said, Daddy, how many Christians are there in town? I said, Son, there are only three Christians in town. That's you, Mom, and I. He said, Dad, just the three of us? I said, yes, son, only the three of us. He said, Daddy, why aren't there more Christians in town? I'm like, son, it's going to be difficult for me to explain it to you, but the, 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 the easiest way for me to say it to you is because other people have not come before us. Had they come before, more Christians would be in town. Brothers and sisters, there's a world out there is crying out, just like the Israelites. 
when they were in slavery. And there is a God who hears the cry. But brothers and sisters, some people have to go. And that people is the church Come on. of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brother. Let's uh, stand your hand. Let's pray for them as, uh, you know, they're doing work in a place where there is no church. How blessed are we? You can't drive by a corner without five churches. Father, thank you for those who go. Thank you for they inspire us, encourage us to continue to go. Help us, God, to not take for granted the gift you give us. But God, help us take the gift you give us into the world. God, I pray for my brother and his wife and his family. God, equip them for the continued journey. Anoint them, God, with power. God, miracles in hand to God. The witness of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. And God, our ears wait to hear and see for the glory of our God in that area. Well, not only there would be one church, but God, there'll be an infection of churches, God. Infiltrating every area of that society. And so, Lord, we give you praise and glory and honor that we are inspired by this faith today to rise up to this level. Keep them safe and strong. Resource them in every way. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord another hand of praise. I'm going to invite uh, my usher team to come, and I'm going to also invite Tim and Mike Munson to the stage with me. And um, um, <clears throat> we are going to take this message to heart. There's a mic right there. Um, right here, Mike. Um, we're going to take this message to heart by doing something that we always do. And that is, every fifth Sunday, we take communion together. And here's what I want to say to you as we get prepared to take communion together. Um, the ushers are going to come and they're going to pass out the elements. And in this moment, what we want you to do and know here at Firm Foundation Ministries is that no one is forced to take communion. If today is a day where you are ready to take communion, we want you to participate with us. But in this moment, if your life is not ready and you would rather wait, no one's going to judge you. Amen? Um, but we want you to participate with this in this moment if you'd like to. And so will you stand with us as we receive the Lord's Supper together? Jesus made a statement in the gospel. Listen to me. Jesus said, I have desired with all desire to eat this meal with you. Jesus had eaten many meals with his disciples. Come on. Why was this one different? Why was this one set apart? Why would Jesus make such a statement in that moment? I have desired with all desire. Because Jesus knew in that moment what they were about to do was going to catapult them into the world. Hello, someone. 
And I believe that this fifth Sunday is not unique, or, or, or it is unique, but not a coincidence in the fact that there's, there's, a, there's an idea that comes after Pentecost that pushes us into the world. You shall be my witnesses. And so today in this place, this is a special day for us to receive communion together. Renewing our hearts and lives, not only to the Lord and to each other, but to the vision of God. To renewing of our spirits and everything that God is doing. Local mission equals global impact. Hello, somebody. Pushes us into it. And the truth is, God has invited us into the reality of His kingdom. Come on. A kingdom that knows no end. A kingdom that knows no bounds. A kingdom that has one king, one Lord, who died, sacrificed for us, so that we could be with Him. So this morning, it's a great opportunity that we have. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says this. Verse 11, or chapter 11, verse 27. Whosoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself. Then, so eat the bread and drink the cup. Let a person examine himself. Then, eat the bread and drink the cup. I would like for us to take a moment, usher our hearts before the Lord. And in that moment, I would like to pray for us. Father, we stand before you. We stand before a holy God. A holy people. Set apart. Different. This day, Lord, thank you for your saving grace. For it's the blood of Jesus that washes our sin as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. For it's Jesus Christ who died once and for all. It's the blood that washes Thank you that, Lord, as our Savior, we have been washed in the blood, cleansed. But in this moment, Lord, we stand before you as your people, saying to you, Lord, examine our hearts and lives. And Lord, we say in this moment that if there's anything that's still not of you, we give it to you, Lord. Thank you that you continue to work on us, Jesus. Lord, we receive all of who you are, which means there can be none of who we are. And so this day, our heart belongs to you. Thank you, Lord, that anything, known or unknown, we confess to you right now in Jesus' name. That there's nothing that stands between you and I. And we embrace 
your finished work. You make all things new, Jesus. Thank you for the refreshing. In Jesus' name. Paul says, For I received from the Lord, but I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's hold up the bread that represents the element of the body of Christ. And I'm going to ask Tim to, Pastor Tim to pray for us. God, thank you. Thank you for your ultimate sacrifice, for your body that was broken for us, God. Lord, let us never eat or drink unworthily, God, but let us examine our, our hearts, Lord. And thank you for what you've done, God. Thank you in your name. Amen. Let's partake. And those of you who have taken communion with us before, you know where I go with this each time because it's such a revelation. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I love in this moment how Jesus violates the Jewish mind. This is my blood, drink it. No, Lord, not I. I can't drink blood. You forbid that. The pagans do that because the pagans believe that they become like whatever it is that they drink. And so, Lord, if we drink your blood, we'll become just like you. Come on, church. That's his goal. That's what his blood does. It makes us like him. Pure and holy. Cleansed. Will you hold the cup up as Mike prays for us? Father, this morning we're just truly grateful for all that you've done, that your willingness to shed your blood for us, that you give us this example, Lord, of your willingness to pour out everything you are for us. Help us, Lord, to be willing to pour out everything we are for each other, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. You give us an example to follow, Lord, mm -hmm. and this is a reminder of who you are and what you are. Just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Let's partake. Jesus said, I've desired with all desire. He knew that his disciples were going to go into that upper room. And on the day of Pentecost, he was going to pour out his spirit. But what we don't often understand is that when Jesus was going to send them up in the room, they didn't even like each other. They were still angry with one another. And God did something to bring unity so that the mission of the local would have a global impact. The Lord's Supper and Pentecost. From this day forward, I like, I like what Ganey says, brothers and sisters. 
we are one united in God mission and in power Father today we thank you for this word that's prophetically spoken to us may you make the kingdom of God relative now here and now we rejoice that the mission is global and so God we receive that as a church what you do with it God and how you do it God we bow the knee use us for your glory and your honor we celebrate your good hand upon us help us God to continue to go out into the harvest field and touch this world for you Give us souls for our hire, God. We're unafraid, God. Send us the lost from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Send them to us, God. But better yet, God, continue to send us to them. Lord, let us no longer hear the words that there's a community where there is no church. Thank you for that mission, God. We won't stop. Because you won't stop. We receive it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. So good. Turn around, tell someone you shall receive power. <laughs>